Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. And today is March 24th, 5.35 p.m. 2022. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, today, I think I want to talk about my Solopunk project that I got going on. So I believe I mentioned this a little bit before, but uh, someone who found, who listened to my talk on the Gatherverse, the Gatherverse talk, and liked what I was talking about, um, connected with me on LinkedIn, uh, exchanged emails, and then a little while later, they sent me this um, grant opportunity for a thing called C Change. The letter is C Change. You can check it out at C, again, the letter C, change.xyz. I guess you go to slash lab <laughs> after that. But yeah, they have like this little um, lab event. I'm saying little, it's not really, it's kind of a big deal for me, but it's like a, a $20,000 grant to work on pretty much anything that you want, right? A project that they say um, should, that they want to help um with cultural exchange or something like that help change the culture right and that could be anything working with like any sort of emerging technology you know artificial intelligence xr stuff um they listed a couple other things but i just saw xr and i was like yep i'm, I'm with it <laughs> um so i was reading through couple of the articles and things like that that they have on there and a lot of it is focused around like you know a lot of things I, I, I kind of been talking about in some shape or form things like indigenous knowledge and technologies um, inclusive design you know um, all this technology that actually makes the world a better place rather than just <laughs> um, is, is built for profit and a number of other things, right? So, it was really cool to read through all that and to see this opportunity come up. So, I figured, yeah, I'd jump on it. And the dude um, who sent this to me, he is like, he is basically open, helping out, you know, however he can, uh, which is pretty cool as well. So, as you probably can expect or like predict <laughs> um, the project I'm working on that I want to work on is related to Solopunk software specifically what I've mentioned probably I don't know too many times at this point but like the ability to redesign your community right to take your neighborhood or your city or even like your your country your region right and create it recreate it in a virtual world to create a virtual version a digital twin if you will of that world and then redesign it right <laughs> either you can you can like well this is a bunch of use cases let me let me walk through it a little bit i figure that i want to keep it both open at the same time as you know fairly structured in terms of um the tools I, I you know, uh, this platform helps people. I, I'm calling it a solopunk software, 
at the moment, but you know, it, it might end up being called something else. But I like that that term of solo punk software because it kind of gets the idea around that I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, communicate here. So um, you can visualize your ideal future through this platform, right? By either building uh, your desired your desired community into into a, like a free play mode where you have like a kind of Lego block or even even maybe a Fortnite style build mode and you can you know just build it from scratch or so this is a little bit more advanced but maybe better for many people you take a Google Maps or some other map API and then it's through that it is able to get the the geographic you know data and rebuild your entire you know community in this 3d world and then um, the hard part especially for that is is for the software to be able to rebuild it or to be able to you know build the build it virtually using editable building blocks so the same building blocks that you'd use if you were in free play mode the ooh, excuse me the um, computer the software should be able to use those blocks to recreate your um, your uh, actual community so I don't know how possible that part is but hopefully it's not too difficult um, I figured is I separate it into different stages so the first kind of version of this will be a prototype that uses that won't use this that feature yet but maybe it can like at least um, put like a map down a 2d map and you can build on top of that just so you have that kind of template um, and then the version or the stage above that once there's more you know funding and talent involved you can have um, kind of low poly models that can be plopped down so the machine the software will basically be pulling from these predetermined models and then above that then you could have you know the next stage above that stage three um oh no that's actually stage two i start with stage zero which is the prototype <laughs> stage one is the mvp stage two is the is the um actual like go to market i guess you want to call it but i want to i'm going to call it like a co-op <laughs> the co-op foundation because i don't want this to become a business because as soon as you create you know kind of participate in the 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 capitalist machine the capitalist system even if you have good intentions it just doesn't work out well right because your incentives are inherently differing from the needs of the the community and the environment and so on and so mm -hmm. forth so instead i want to make it a co-op so the people involved will own you know all the the date their their own data and things like that um people can donate to the cause but it won't go towards anybody's you know pockets or anything like that um, ideally we'd be able to use this to develop real communities that don't need that don't run on you know money and things like that but I don't know I guess we'll we'll see how that pans out but to continue my explanation here so stage two is the co-op foundation you have a higher fidelity models and things like that and then stage three is kind of like the uh, um, at scale or, you know, the not the final, 
but like the almost like a the dream version you can pretty much do um, anything you need to do with this software so uh, there's some use cases I listed out too I might have to pause this real quick this folks are really loud <laughs> okay we're back so um yeah I was thinking about having uh, I listed out really uh, a different a number of different use cases that kind of helps people gain some context about what I have planned here so I'm gonna pull some of these from memory um, no one of them mentioned was like hey there's some NIMBYs in my neighborhood <laughs> and NIMBY stands for not in my backyard um, and they're you know over here complaining talking about hey putting mass transit in this neighborhood or or putting multifamily um, housing in this neighborhood will bring up the crime rate and you know drive our housing prices down and this that and the other right what you know is that true or you know, what can we say about that well the software will actually help them to show that when you do um, utilize multifamily uni units housing in a neighborhood and when you allow for mass transit in a neighborhood it actually increases the tax revenue in that neighborhood right increases the housing value as well because more people are trying to move in to that space um, because more people can move into that space and it's more connected to the overall environment right and this can be shown with a number of data there's actually actually databases with these urban planning data out there a lot of it you know collated by folks like strong towns who's been you know trying to push for this stuff for for years so this software would you know connect to those databases so that when people are building these neighborhoods and saying okay what happens when I put a multifamily unit housing in there it pulls the data that other people have already done have already researched already have the data for and you know and shows that in your community right and says hey you have this amount of family units which roughly you know comes out to be this amount of tax revenue um, if you introduce more uh, multifamily housing this database says that your tax revenue will most likely increase by this amount right um, same thing for you know public transit and things like that um, and it, again a lot of that also has data on crime and you know that will show that crime goes down um, actually because people have you know more living <laughs> living options and things like that um, so you know it's just one example of how it can be used another example is like oh hey I'm bored right maybe it's a younger person um, could even be a kid right you say I'm bored you know there's nothing to do in my neighborhood I just go in the house and play games <laughs> right well what would a um, better you know world be like what would a what would my neighborhood look like if it was more magical right well this software will you know scan their neighborhood um, and actually you know there's a number of ways it can it can tackle this but one of the use case one one of the options I gave in this use case was through augmented reality right where it will scan the um, environment and then ping anybody else that ha has this software and ask them if they want to play an augmented reality game right 
in that augmented reality game, people, it, it's, it can be like Pokemon Go or Harry Potter or something like that, where you have a magical kind of filter over the world. So you can have, you know, some sort of um, magical, like, Pokemon battles. I mean, it won't be Pokemon itself, because, you know, IP. But <laughs> you can create your own, you know, kind of magical or fantastical universe or world filtered on top of this, on top of your real world, right? So you can play this game through the phone or, you know, if you have augmented reality lenses at the time, you know, by the time this gets big, <laughs> um, you know, that could be a thing. Or even, like, if you, if you don't want to play with folks, you can just do it yourself, right? Or you can do it asynchronously, just like uh, geotagging does um, or geocaching. So you can, like... Um, buried like uh, augmented reality treasures and things like that so things that you create you can craft right in this uh, virtual world and then put it like dig it and <laughs> put it somewhere in your neighborhood virtually and then somebody else can you know go and try to do like a treasure hunt and find it an easter egg hunt and find that thing alright so it makes going outside more interesting and then on top of all that alright if that doesn't work you can also um, just look at ecology in a magical way, right? Kids are naturally curious. And a fun thing about augmented reality is that it can look around your neighborhood or anywhere, right? And show you things to be curious about. Like, hey, that tree, you know, how many, I bet you didn't know that there's like 50 different species of life, you know, that calls that tree home, you know? <laughs> how many can you find, right? so you can then be looking out for squirrels and different types of birds and different insects and all these other other things and things like that um and it could teach people about how to be more aware of the environment build out these ecosystems in your neighborhood saying oh that tree this all these trees are actually connected underground through the fungal network right teach people about that so <laughs> i think that would be super fun all right so this lens becomes a magical you know lens becomes a magical window into uh, the, a part of the world that you didn't even know was there and all that can be achieved through this software because again a lot of this data is already out there but it's just kind of you know either tucked away in like little academic records or city records or this that and the other and that nobody really pays attention to and only is is <laughs> accessible or relevant to you know data scientists of a specific type <laughs> so what i really wanted basically the the one of the underlying technologies of the software is taking databases publicly publicly accessible databases and making them more accessible actually accessible to people making them fun crafting stories around them right and so that way people can become more educated more involved more aware this that and the other so yeah that's uh, another major use case then i think i have one talking about um what if my neighborhood was more you know walkable all right like there's no um stores near my house i have to get in the car and drive five ten minutes just to get to just get to your uh a grocery store what was that? People just pulling over, asking me stuff. <laughs> Sometimes it's just uh, like having his mic, because <laughs> this is kind of a fat mic with a wind muffler on it. It's very noticeable. So folks would ask me about it. Um, it's funny. But anyways, um, 
where was I? I forgot exactly where I was, but <laughs> um, I think one of the use cases I had was talking. Oh yeah, walkability, walkability, right? So you're in this space, or you're in your neighborhood. You're getting frustrated. Maybe you don't have a car. Maybe your car broke down or whatever. And you're like, oh, what if this space was more walkable? If there's, you know, um, close to a, a bike, a bike uh, trail or a walking trail or whatever, right? Well, again, <laughs> stay in your neighborhood or build your own, and then they can show you what that would look like, right? Wider sidewalks, streets that um, that were actually for pedestrians versus roads that that's more on the exterior of the neighborhood. Um, you can have like a local park area that you can that you can create thanks to the added space um, by removing some of the some of the streets um, you can open up oop, I almost slipped <laughs> you can open up a uh, little little uh, mom-and-pop shops for people to sell like small groceries and you can have like a, a local farm or something like that where people can take people can you know produce some food right there and then sell it in the neighborhood or you know better yet give it for free <laughs> in exchange for other services or um, just you know for folks in the neighborhood right so basically just uh, once again visualizing a better world right that's what excites me so much about this software is being able to visualize actually see and feel what it will be like to live in a better world and I think that will really this will really make a huge difference in how people you know view the world and what people think is possible and what people advocate for because right now you know once again people just are guessing or um, assuming that we can't do anything else that there's not much more that there's not much better that we can be doing um, or that this and that is unrealistic or whatever or, or they just don't know right um, so I want this software to kind of um, touch on all that stuff so I probably had I have a couple other use cases but another thing that I want to touch on um, is the idea of the metaverse so if you if you kind of caught on so far what's interesting about this is that it takes the idea of these virtual of building virtual worlds and makes it practical right makes it real like real and and um, tactical in terms of actually making a difference in people's lives um, and this is what, this is another thing that excites me about the software and it's born from my frustrations with seeing you know everybody all these corporations and and nft rug pullers talking about some oh yeah we're gonna build a metaverse we're gonna build a metaverse but all it really is is just artificial scarcity right <laughs> whether it's just trying to get people excited about some um buying into the new virtual property that that's gonna skyrocket in value but we're, what they really mean is <laughs> we're gonna drive the prices up for this this nothingness this this uh nothing burger of bits and bytes <laughs> that cost tons of money um or really i should say cost tons of energy from the environment right from all these computers that most people can have can't get access to so usually rich people who already have the resources to farm um to mine all this all these uh coins and things like that or if they you know uh, stealing art and then trying to resell it 
So, you know, it just really frustrates me what's going on right now with NFTs and the metaverse and all this other stuff. Because this technology, this blockchain technology, really can be used to decentralize power and decentralized currency and all this other stuff but it's it's really not it's just being used to create more and more artificial scarcity and all this bullshit so what i what i think this can this solarpunk software can serve as is a kind of example of what the metaverse can be you know outside of any bullshit like crypto um schemes or any other money-making scheme it's about actually showing people all right that they can live a better world and what that looks like it's about immersing people in a world where they can actually be who they want to be and in a world that they want to live in right it's not a form of escapism because it's taking the real world and showing you how to um, make it better right so that's what really excites me about what the metaverse can be because all these there's tons of fiction um the most popular ones being being um snow crash that you know coined the term of the metaverse and ready player one but you can also even throw in things like sort of online log horizon um dot hack and all this other stuff all these games and books and things like that they showed you what happens when you develop a metaverse it's not good <laughs> right these these fiction um stories served as warnings right that's that's the whole point of dystopian books and dystopian fiction is to show you a warning of what not to do <laughs> but of course you know these folks said oh wow that's cool let's do it <laughs> right so i want to actually take these these learnings because i've read these books i've enjoyed them and i want to build i want to do what they said not what they said uh to avoid right um I, I, that's a terrible way of saying it <laughs> basically i want to implement the wisdoms that they are putting forth in this book, right? By avoiding what they said to avoid. Because, <laughs> um, for instance, in Snow Crash, they exactly showed what Meta is trying to build, right? They said, you know, if a company taking takes over, you know, this entire space then um, of this virtual world, right? Then that means they have ownership over everybody else, and they can control what people do and what people say, and all this other stuff. So let's not do that, right? <laughs> but of course, Meta is like, oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> So, yeah, instead, I think this, this Solarpunk software can serve as an example of, hey, this is what we can be doing instead, all right? And this is a huge reason why I, I really like the Solarpunk, you know, kind of theme and genre because it shows you what you, what you should be doing or what you can be doing rather than what you shouldn't, right? And, and kind of romanticizing that because, unfortunately, a lot of people do romanticize it. But yeah, that's what I got so far. Um, I'm really excited to get working on it. I've been reaching out to people um, over the last week or two to help me out with it. Um, a lot of folks are just busy or whatever, so I'm not sure who's going to be able to join my team. I need a team of four people, including myself. So hopefully uh, some folks who are able to help me out, you know, fill in my gaps. Um, I do decide to join in and, and can help um, as I uh, I'm wrapping up this I'm gonna I can talk about what I've been uh, up to so I've been uh, joining some anarchist um, book reading clubs and they've been really fun 
So we read uh, a country of, of yeah, country of ghosts by Margaret Kiljoy, with one of my groups, and that was really great. Um, I'll probably talk about that next time. And <laughs> even though I'm already reading Anarchy Works, another one of my anarchist groups are, is is um, des- deciding to read that or just decided to read that. So it was was that yes yeah yesterday we talked a little bit about the first three chapters of that book and it was great we had some really great conversations and it was really cool to kind of you know um touch more on these things that i've been reading about for the past couple of months and have these conversations um around with other folks too so that's been really cool outside of that it's been just frustrating though at the house a lot of a lot of drama and frustrations <laughs> so um hopefully things get better and um I really would just wanna get my own space and things like that so that's my uh goal for the next couple of weeks and months. Hopefully you can, can make that happen. But um yeah, as always thanks for listening and let me know what you think about my proposal there. If you wanna work together or anything else. And uh, have a great day. See ya. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, wait. Don't be afraid to be revolutionary. (laughs) Don't be afraid to be radical. Yeah. See ya. Bye-bye.